welcome to the already loved podcast i am your host carly g knipe and today i have a very very special episode for you we are going to be talking about sharing the gospel and it is easier than you think i think the enemy wants us to be scared and wants us to be embarrassed and make up every possible excuse not to share the gospel but it's honestly i think it's the most important thing that we can do as a believer So, obviously, we always start with the song recommendation of the day. I've been listening to a lot of indie Christian vibes lately, and so some of my favorite artists, you already know, Mark Barlow and John Mark Pantana, they have some new songs. One of them is Precious, and that one's by Mark Barlow. The other one that I really like and have been listening to a lot lately has been New Day by John Mark Pantana. Both of those are so good. Highly recommend cue them up afterwards. They are such bops, vibes, all the words, all the things. Really good. I'm going to go ahead and pray us in. Dear Lord, I just thank you so much for today. I thank you for your presence, and I pray that this word encourages us and stirs up our faith. God, I thank you that you don't create us just to live life, but also to have purpose. And so I thank you that sharing the gospel is one of our purposes in life. And I pray that you would just give us a fresh revelation of that and give us a new fire that burns for that and for your heart in that, Lord. We love you so much and we thank you for your loving and gentle invitation to be a part of what you're doing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So today we're going to be talking about evangelism, sharing the gospel. What is evangelism? It is exactly that. It's sharing the gospel. What's the gospel? The gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ, that we were sinners, but Christ died for us, took our place so that we can experience eternal life and the fullness of joy now while we're on earth. So you might have some misconceptions about what evangelism really is. I think when I used to picture evangelism when I was younger, I used to picture a guy with a sign on the side of the road that says that you're going to hell or um, even Jehovah's Witnesses knocking on your door, trying to indoctrinate you. Yeah, there's so many different different versions of evangelism and Obviously, I think there's definitely right or wrong methods to do it, and so a lot of us don't want to become those people, and we also, yeah, just have a lot of misconceptions in general, but I'm going to talk about today not only about why it's important, but why evangelism is essential and how to do it effectively. Obviously, I'm not a professional. I've been doing this maybe for a year now, like, consistently. I think I used to, like, you know, have those one-off conversations with friends about Jesus or just inviting friends to church. And so in in that way, that is evangelism, yes. But today we're specifically going to be talking about sharing the gospel with people in conversation, not just like by living. I mean, obviously, like when we're Christians, like the Holy Spirit lives in us. So obviously people are going to look at us and know that there's something different going on, but that's not enough. Like it is very rare that one of your friends will come up and ask you about Jesus if they're curious about it. You know, like, if they're curious about it, I'm sure they're thinking about it, but it's, no one really likes to talk about spirituality in that sense. And so, obviously, yes, if you're a believer and you're strong in your faith and you're living out your life on Jesus and you repost cute Instagram things about Jesus, yes, that's going to bring people's attention. But I think ultimately one of the greatest ways to evangelize is in our friendships, in our conversations with others, not only just our friendships, but also strangers and family members. But I believe that it's presenting the gospel in its fullness that is really, really going to change people's hearts, not just them them observing you from the outside. Even though, hear me in this, observing people from the outside is amazing. And like, yes, if you're living your life on Jesus, people are going to notice it, but it takes 
I believe it takes more than that. It takes more than just someone watching you to experience the fullness of Jesus Christ. And if you're a believer, you know that because someone had to tell you about the gospel for you to fully accept it. You know, you didn't just watch one of your Christian friends from afar and then suddenly accept Christ randomly. You know what I mean? So there always is a step. So today we're going to be talking about what that step is. We get to fill in the gap and bridge the gap and stand in the middle of someone and their relationship with Christ. And so, yeah, we get to be a part of that. I think that's super cool. This is super timely for me because I'm going on my first ever mission trip tomorrow to Bosnia. Um, If you didn't know what Bosnia is, I know I didn't know about it until I was told about it. Bosnia is a country in Eurasia and it's actually in the 1040 window, which is kind of that window of world that is really underexposed to the gospel itself. And so, Yeah, I get to go with a group of, I think, 22 people. I'm really not sure if that's correct. But yeah, 22 people from crew at my college. And I'm so, so excited to do it. Um, But I'm feeling all these feelings too. I'm feeling all of these excuses come up in my head and fears and insecurities about sharing the gospel and obviously it's it can be really hard to feel that and just be like okay I don't know what to do with it and I'm not even going on a mission trip to like fight all those but honestly today we are going to be talking about all of that so I wanted to start by bringing up a verse obviously many many of us already know this it's the great commission Matthew 28 verse 18 through 20 which says then Jesus came to them and said all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded of you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. This is so, so encouraging, and this is literally exactly what Jesus commands us. This is one of the last things he said to us, and so of course we want to take it for realsies um, and take (laughs) take it seriously what he said. If you're listening to this and you've never heard the gospel for yourself or accepted Jesus into your heart, Obviously, you cannot give something you don't have, so I would definitely recommend um, listening to the most recent episode, The Infinite Beauty of the Simple Gospel. Uh, My friend Naomi and I actually chatted about the gospel in and of itself so that you're able to hear it and accept it for yourself. Or um, in my first episode of the podcast, which is called Living Like You're Already Loved, I also went over a gospel presentation. So yeah, if you feel like you want to hear the gospel in its fullness, even if you have accepted Christ, then I would highly recommend listening to those two just to get a better grasp. And obviously my podcast is not the only place to do that. You can also read the Bible and go to church and become a part of a ministry, like whatever that looks like for you. Um, I feel like we should always just be seeking a deeper understanding of the gospel. This episode specifically, though, is going to be for people who know Christ already and who have accepted him into into our your heart. <laughs> um, if you're a believer and you've accepted Jesus into your heart, this applies for you. So when you're on fire for the Lord and, you know, picture this, you just got back from a conference or a retreat, it can be really easy to just like soak that all in for yourself and just be like, wow, God is so good. I'm experiencing his presence in my life and like the Holy Spirit's burning inside of me and this is for me. But honestly, we are not called to keep this good news to ourselves, and I think it would be selfish to do so. And I say this with my own conviction. I say this with my own experience that I have experienced this, and I know that it was selfish of me to hold withhold this perfect, amazing good news and this freedom and this joy and this everything, this hope, all that I found in Jesus to myself. It is selfish to do that. You know when you find like the best product at Target or something and 
you literally want everyone to try it. Like, I know when I, like, get a really good shampoo or a really good skincare, like, product, I'm literally telling everyone and their mom about it, and I cannot stop talking about it because I want everyone to experience it, right? And it's the same thing. We have the gift of freedom, grace, love, endless satisfaction, joy, peace that surpasses all understanding, all these things, and we have it in Jesus. So why wouldn't we want to share this with other people? I think we come up with all types of excuses. Um, Some of the ones that I've come up with for myself are, what if it's awkward and I get rejected? What if someone asks me a question I don't know the answer to? I would rather stay safe and comfortable in my little bubble and not be uncomfortable. Um, and we also don't want to be that person who like shoves Jesus in people's faces and make it really weird and indoctrinate people. No one wants to be that. And there's also even the fear of like, what if I'm the reason that someone gets turned away from God because I present the gospel wrong or I say something wrong or I make a mistake? All of these are so valid and they're so real, honestly. Like, hear my heart in that you're not a bad person for feeling those. In fact, I think saying them out loud is what helps the Lord to heal us. He doesn't need our help, but like he can't heal what we don't reveal. And we, he can't heal what we don't tell him about. And so when we say these things out loud, it's good to admit that because now Jesus can sweep in and, and work on that part of our hearts. So today we're going to be talking about why sharing the gospel is easier than you think. First of all, I want to cover why do we even share the gospel? When I thought about the why behind it, I remembered this story when I was in seventh grade. Um, I used to play club volleyball and obviously I went to like this private Christian school. So all my friends were pretty much Christian or at least we all we all knew about it. And then on the other hand, um, I would have my club volleyball team, which was just full of like public school kids and just like everyone, just a whole motley, right? And so I remember during volleyball practice one day, one of my closest friends on my volleyball team told me that she's not a Christian. And at the moment, I just kind of went with it. I didn't really think much about it. And later that night, though, I actually went home and thought about it more. And I remember I have like this core memory of me laying on my mom and dad's bed and just crying. And they were comforting me. Um, And I was crying because I thought about the fact that my friend in volleyball would spend an eternity apart from Jesus. And my heart was just broken for her. And I think that's when I realized, I mean, maybe not that, but that moment helps me realize wow, Jesus has placed such a heart of evangelism in me. And I believe that he placed that in all of us because he put the Holy Spirit in us. And so the Holy Spirit is him. And so of course he wants his lost sheep to come back to him. I remember at the time, um, my friend in volleyball who wasn't a believer, she was telling me all about her parents going through a really, really like messy divorce. And she was sharing her struggles with me. And I just remember sitting there and thinking, oh my goodness, Jesus is the answer to all of these problems and all of these troubles. And I know that there's hope, but I do not know how to tell her that. So I remember at the same time, I was attending this private Christian school. So I was actually learning what an eternity apart from Jesus looks like. What actually is hell? Why are we, you know, why are we so urgent to share the gospel? It's because the reality is, is that when people don't hear the gospel and they're not given the opportunity to accept Jesus into their hearts, an eternity apart from Jesus, suffering in hell is unfortunately a reality. And so some verses that I picked out um, that describes hell specifically is in Matthew 13, verse 50, um, hell is described as a furnace of fire and there's that there's the weeping and gnashing of teeth. In Revelation 14, 10, it says he will be tormented with fire and brimstone. So these are just kind of like, kind of like buzzwords of what hell actually is like. And there's way more. I, I would recommend doing your own research and um, bringing the Lord in on that. Don't just like do it just to do it. But um, obviously this is all very sobering to hear. It's very like, 
wow, this is a reality and this can be really scary. And I don't mean to say this all in like, uh, like hit you over the head with the Bible. You're going to hell. You're a sinner. Like <laughs> that's not meant to be that. But this, this presentation of what is the reality that we're facing is meant to be an invitation to pray that God breaks your heart for what breaks his. I mean, praise God that if you've accepted Jesus Christ into your heart as your Lord and Savior, then of course you have assurance of salvation. You get access to his presence and obviously you're going to go to heaven, but others who do not know Jesus and they don't have a relationship with God will not have that same reality. And this is exactly what the heart of evangelism is. It's having a heart that's broken for those who don't know Jesus. And it's actually looking at the reality of what's going to happen if people are not told the gospel. When we pray, God, break my heart for what breaks yours, this is what that means. I think the biggest thing to remember is that God wants salvation for unbelievers more than we want it for them. Think about, I think we can all picture one friend who doesn't know Jesus, right? Like we all know at least one person who does not believe in Jesus Christ, whether that's a family member, a friend, a distant relative, anything like that. You know someone who doesn't know Jesus. God wants them to know him even more than you do. God wants their salvation more than you do. That's crazy. And so this is encouraging because it means that it's not all up to us. In fact, it's not even about us. One of my favorite verses about sharing the gospel specifically is in Romans 10. It says, How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. I think this is so, so beautiful because it's exactly right. How can someone believe in the gospel if no one tells them? How can someone tell them if no one's sent? Consider this your sending. This is going to be your encouragement and your motivation to share the gospel. I remember even talking to Naomi, um, my friend who was on this most recent episode about the simplicity of the gospel. I remember talking to her recently and I was asking her, what would you say to encourage someone who needs to share the gospel or wants to share the gospel? And Naomi said, if the gospel becomes dull news to me, it'll become dull news to others. So what that means is if I'm not motivated to share the gospel, maybe I am not having a daily revelation of what the gospel means to me. So I would ask the Lord to reveal the beautiful truth of the simple gospel to you again. If you need help with that, like I said, that last episode was fire, bro. Naomi popped off and she's talking about just the simplicity and coming under the revelation of the simple gospel and how beautiful it is and how infinite it really is. So that is pretty much the why behind why do we share the gospel? And obviously it's very serious and very sobering, but it's meant to be an invitation and not meant to be pressuring. So yeah, if you feel like pressure or heaviness or like stress from that, shake that off. That is not from the Lord. What I said is meant to be an invitation and it's meant to be gentle and loving. And you guys know my heart. Like, you know, I'm not trying to like pressure you into doing something that you don't want to do, but it's more of an invitation and it's um, just kind of sharing the reality of what's going on. When I thought about this episode, I thought about all the reasons that I give why I don't want to share the gospel, why I don't want to go out and have weird conversations with the people and be weird and be that person. Um, and yeah, so we're actually going to go over those misconceptions. We're going to go over all of those reasons and myths and just lies that we believe that prevent us from sharing the gospel. The first one is it is awkward and uncomfortable to tell someone about Jesus. Yeah, honestly, in many ways, you are not wrong. It is really hard. Our, our culture is very much like, don't really talk about deep personal stuff like that. We don't really talk about faith or spirituality much unless like it's brought up or unless it's social media, honestly, LOL. 
Um, and yes, it's awkward and uncomfortable. That, that part is true. But when I thought about it, Jesus was really, really uncomfortable for us. Yeah, it's awkward and uncomfortable for us to share the gospel, but Jesus did it first. He was sitting on his throne in heaven, but he came down as a man, fully man and fully God in the most humble way possible. He was born in a freaking stable in a manger, which was not meant for babies. Like if y'all have ever been in a stable or a barn like that, like that ain't a place to give birth. And Jesus was born in the most humble way. He came as a servant. He came as a carpenter and as a Nazarene. So he was like, not like the lowest of the low, but he was not a man of status. And not only that, but he lived a perfect life, but experienced all the emotions and the hardship that you and I have, but did it all without sinning. Talk about uncomfortable. And then he was sentenced to die a death that you and I deserved. It was a humiliating death on a cross. He wore a crown of thorns, had 39 lashes. He did so, so much for us and he died. And he actually, I don't know if people talk about this much, but when he died on the cross and he, um, you know, like was put in the tomb, he descended into hell first. Like he went down into hell first. So he experienced separation from God so that we could experience freedom. Obviously, yes, he rose from the dead and now he sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. But he did all that so that we could experience freedom, so that we could experience a relationship with God. That is uncomfortable. Jesus was very uncomfortable for us. And so when I think about being uncomfortable for two seconds with someone, you know, like it becomes so much more worth it to me. I'm like, oh my gosh, Jesus was so uncomfortable for me. How could I not be uncomfortable for him? On top of that, someone was uncomfortable and awkward for you to hear the gospel. Whether it was your parents, a church leader, a friend who invited you to church, or some random stranger, someone went out on a limb for you and stepped out of their comfort zone for you to hear the gospel. Someone did it. I'll never forget when I was first learning to hear the voice of God for other people. I was in a Starbucks and I was getting coffee with my mentor and we were just talking and this girl with blue hair walked in the door in the Starbucks that we were sitting in and I took one look at her and I felt the Lord call me to pray for her. And not just like pray for her in my seat, but like pray for her, like go up to her and ask if she needs prayer. This was super uncomfortable for me. I'd never done anything like this. I had seen and heard about it being done, but I had never done it myself. So I was like, this is awkward. I don't want to do this. And I remember sitting in my seat and not saying a word. I was just like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. This is not, I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to have coffee right now. Like I'm not trying to like evangelize right now at this Starbucks at this hour. And I ended up, I didn't even go up to her. I didn't even talk to her. I let her leave and obviously I know God works in my weakness and, you know, but I felt shame about that. I really did. And I still feel regret that I didn't go up to her and I didn't obey what the Lord was calling me to do in that moment. Obviously, I think if I said no, God asked someone else and I'm sure someone else was obedient to pray for her. But in the end, I still felt that heaviness of disobedience. I was just like, I know that I could have done that. And then I thought about it more and I realized that at one point I was that girl in Starbucks and someone went out on a limb and invited me to church and actually allowed me to hear the gospel so that I could accept it into my heart. And it was such a big revelation that, oh my goodness, I was that girl in Starbucks and someone was uncomfortable for me so that I could hear the gospel. How could I not be uncomfortable for someone else to hear the gospel? And I think the best part is it doesn't have to be uncomfortable and awkward. There are actual ways to have like a really genuine, organic, and respectful conversation about Jesus without it being quote unquote weird. Something that we do in crew at UCF is that we'll have resources like Solarium and the Know God Personally booklet. Those might be like foreign words to you, but Solarium is basically a questionnaire and 
it has people pick out pictures based on how they're feeling and how they're doing in life and how they wish they were doing in life. And then it transitions into questions that are like, what's your view of God? What's your view of spirituality? And it's actually a very organic way to have a good conversation with people about the gospel. And then we usually um, transition into the Know God Personally booklet, which is what we call the KGP. Um, And yeah, this is the KGP booklet is pretty much like the Bible just boiled down to four points. And in this way, like whenever I go sharing on campus, it's so much easier to have an organic conversation starter like Solarium and the KGP. Um, And you can even ask the Lord. You don't have to have these resources to share the gospel. You can ask the Lord to equip you with knowledge on how to start organic conversations with people about Jesus. It can be strangers, classmates, teachers, coworkers, friends, or family, whatever that looks like for you. When you think about the goal of sharing the gospel, it is so worth it to be awkward and uncomfortable because you're going to be awkward for like maybe 30 seconds so someone can have an eternity in heaven. And that is so worth it to me. I will be awkward for as long as it takes so that someone can experience an eternity with Jesus. The second hesitation slash reason that we give not to share the gospel is what if they ask a question that I don't know the answer to? The simple answer to that is the Holy Spirit will equip you. The Holy Spirit has given you every single resource and everything you need to share the gospel. There have been so many times that I've gone out sharing the gospel and people ask me some like deep theological or scientific questions that I normally would not know the answer to, but it literally feels like in that moment, the Holy Spirit just like drops it right in my mind. And I'm like, oh, this is the answer. And they're like, whoa, I never thought about it that way. Or like, whoa, that's such a good perspective. And I'm like, wow, that's great because I didn't even think I, (laughs) I didn't even know what I just said. You know what I mean? And so... It's so beautiful because the Holy Spirit is God inside of us. So, of course, he can answer questions about himself because it's him. I was at a service last night and we were talking about the demon-possessed man in Luke 8. And in this story, this man who was possessed by demons, Jesus meets him and delivers him from those demons. And they actually um, rush into pigs. The pigs jump off the field. You know, it's a whole thing. But in that moment, the man who had been tormented by demons and he had been living like an outcast, living in caves, physically harming himself he was like unclothed and just completely insane like not in his right mind he actually was um in that moment when he was healed he was clothed and he was in his right mind he was healed and delivered and full and free finally and afterwards he he begs jesus to come with him he's like can i please stay with you jesus and jesus actually says no go home and tell others what i've done for you And there's documentation that this man was the first missionary. This man who had been literally tormented by demons pretty much his whole life for who knows how long. He was the first missionary for Jesus. And he didn't have a seminary degree. He didn't have the title of a pastor. He didn't know every single book of the Bible and every single word. He literally just had an experience with Jesus. And that is all it took for him to share the gospel. And I'm not saying like go completely unequipped don't read any of the gospel and then just like go share it like yes obviously like know the bible like not the whole thing but like you know you have to know for yourself you can't give what you don't have but i think we overcomplicate it seriously all we need is our testimonies a simple knowledge of the gospel and the holy spirit and you have everything you need to bring others to christ most of the time too is i remember thinking oh my gosh what if they ask me a question i don't know the answer to what if they're really pressuring what if it's really judgmental weird conversation most of the time they won't actually get like super mean and super hurtful they are mostly super open like i think i've gone sharing about like 10 to 15 times on campus which i'll admit i actually wish that that number was higher i wish that i gone sharing more but 
in that time, I usually hit about like one to three people. And most of the time when I've gone sharing, no one, no, not, not most of the time, every single time, not one person is mean or rude or like just super judgmental about it. Like they're usually very open and they're like very nice. And like, we have very civil conversations. I've had conversations with girls who are Muslim, who are agnostic, who have grown up in the church and have church hurt. Like I've had so many different conversations with different people and the biggest common denominator is that all of them are open to hearing what I have to say. And I think people are more open than we think. I mean, if you're a college student and below, people are the most open to talking about religion and spirituality than ever before. Like, if you look around, it's clear that almost everyone is looking for something. New age spirituality, crystals and chakras and meditation and all these, like, quote unquote, spiritual things are more common, I think, now than really ever before. And I think it's a sign that people are searching for something beyond themselves to bring them peace and security. So we get to be the people who fill in that gap and meet them in the middle of it and share the only thing that could bring them true peace and security, which is Jesus Christ. And if you think about it too, think about where you were when God first met you. You needed someone to share the good news with you, right? Like you're probably sitting there like, oh my gosh, I just, I, at that time I needed someone to tell me. And it's the same thing for others. They don't even know it yet, but what they need, we have, and that is Jesus. The third hesitation that we have is, what if I become the reason that someone doesn't believe in God? You know, like, what if I mess up? What if I say something wrong and then they are, like, forever turned away from Christianity? The simple answer to that is, I truly don't think we have that much power. (laughs) Because even if you say something wrong or you mess up or you make a mistake... God's power is made perfect in our weakness. I think we get very like black and white about it. Like we're like, oh, I'm not in a place where I can share the gospel. Like I think I'd mess up and ruin their chance of salvation and whatever. But truly, truly, God is so much bigger than us. If we're saying like, God, use me. I'm a vessel. Like, Lord, like work through me. Then truly, we really are vessels and he can speak through us. It is not about us. I think we make it about us all the time, but it truly is just about Jesus. I'm an advertising and public relations major, and one of the advertising vocabulary things is the rule of seven. And the rule of seven states that a person needs to hear an advertiser an advertiser's message at least seven times before they'll take action to buy that product or service. Obviously, this is about products and services, but you sharing the gospel might just be one of the seven times that someone hears it. It'll take them seven times to truly take action, and so chances are we have no clue where we are in that seven. We could be the first time they hear it, or we could be the seventh time they hear it, or we could be the 14th time they hear it. We have no clue. But the best part is that it's not about us and it's not our responsibility to convert them, but we just simply need to tell them. The third hesitation that we have is, or maybe the fourth, I'm actually really not sure what number I'm on, but one of the hesitations that we have is, what if I go out on a limb, present the gospel to them, and they say no? If they say no, they are not rejecting you. They're rejecting Jesus. And trust me, he can take it. He does not need our defense. And on top of that, it is not personal. It is not your fault that they don't want a relationship with Jesus. God calls us to share the gospel and the good news. He doesn't call us to convert or convince people. This was the biggest thing that I learned is that the goal is not to convert them. The goal is to let them hear the gospel. You're not expected to convert them or to make them believe something or convince them or indoctrinate them. That is not the goal. Of course, that can seem pressuring and scary and all the things because, yeah, if that was your job, then it would be scary. But the best part is we just get to plant the seed and God is the one who waters it. We are supposed to just take the initiative and give them the opportunity to choose. How can someone have the opportunity to know God if no one has told them? 
That's what we get to do. We get to be the ones to tell them. We don't get to choose for them or be the Holy Spirit for them, but chances are the Holy Spirit is already moving in their hearts. Y'all know my testimony, or if you don't, I was adopted, and so I was born in Ankong, China. China is a country where religion is outlawed. Christians are arrested, imprisoned, and even tortured for their faith, and so I just think it's so beautiful that we get to share the gospel in a free country where anyone can believe whatever they want, where we can gather in more than groups of 10 without fear of um, getting arrested or getting imprisoned or getting tortured. So why wouldn't we share the gospel? We have the Bible on our phones. We have churches literally on every corner of the street. Why wouldn't we share the gospel? I'll never forget my mentor telling me this time that she was in Texas on vacation. She was at a diner and she actually got to share the gospel with her waitress and her waitress was just burst into tears and was like, this is exactly what I needed. She gave her life to Christ. And I'll never forget my mentor with tears in her eyes saying, how has no one ever told this woman about Jesus? How do we live in this free country, literally the United States of America, where literally it says in God, we trust on our dollar bills. And no one has ever told this woman about faith in the Bible belt of Texas too. Like no one has ever. And so that convicts me. Oh my goodness. The job isn't to convert them. The job is just to tell them. I don't ever want to like have someone around me think, oh my gosh, Carly says she's a Christian. She says she's great, but how come she's never told me? Like that breaks my heart. And I still have friends that I, I'm convicted to tell them about the gospel. And so, yeah, it's easy to get discouraged that like we have to be the ones to convert them. But honestly, it's not our job. We just simply have to tell them and God will do the rest. The best part is God is so powerful. He could totally snap his fingers and everyone would just believe in him. But that's the beautiful part. And I think this shows God's heart is that he doesn't want slaves. He wants sons and daughters. So we get to be used by God. We get to share the good news of the gospel. This one time I heard this message that was talking about if you knew the end of the Super Bowl, like if you knew who was going to win the Super Bowl, you would place all of your bets on that team right? Like you would be stupid to not put all of your money on that side because you know the ending, you know how it ends. And I think this is the perfect illustration of the gospel. The gospel is the only cause that is guaranteed to succeed. We know the ending. We know Jesus already has the victory and we get, we already had a peek behind the curtain to see what God is doing and how it all ends. So why wouldn't we dedicate our lives to the only thing that's eternal and the only thing that matters? God is moving. We just get to be a part of it. The victory has already been won. We just get to come under it. How easy is that? There's very few like marketing things where you know it's going to succeed. Like as an advertising major, I know like we could totally do this whole ad campaign. We could like send out all these emails. We could write all these ads. We could make all these things. We could spend all this money on advertising and it could totally not work, right? But the best part is, is that when we share the gospel, yeah, that in that moment, they might not give their lives to Christ, but we are doing, God is moving so much in the background and we know that the gospel is the only cause that's guaranteed to succeed. So we know that whatever we're doing is not a lost cause, that we already have the victory and we just get to walk in it. So what do we do now? If you feel motivated to share the gospel, if you're involved in a local church, I would go to your leaders and ask how you can get involved with sharing the gospel. Um, Many, many times in local churches, there is um, some sort of outreach ministry, some sort of like high school, college ministry, or even, yeah, I mean, I don't have to explain a church to you. You guys know how it works. Um, If you're part of an on-campus ministry, like I'm a part of crew at my college, ask your leaders how you can participate in sharing the gospel. And if they don't have a way to do it, start it. 
like no one's stopping you from being the one to spearhead it and if you want resources um the resources that i use are solarium and the kgp i talked about them before and this is not the only way to share the gospel that's the best part is you don't even need solarium you don't need the kgp these are meant to be kind of starting points so that if you've never shared the gospel before you feel comfortable doing it but these are not the only ways like if we're put on trial for the lord like we're not going to whip out our kgp you know what i mean like the goal is that you grow out of these and that you're able to share it without having these resources but these are really good if you um just want to have some sort of thing that thing to fall back on uh you can actually purchase a solarium yourself or a no god personally booklet um at crewstore.org so it's c-r-u-s-t-o-r-e dot o-r-g um that's just what i use but you totally don't need to um i'm like a walking ambassador for crew so obviously like my opinion is very biased there might be better resources out there i would talk to your friends who have shared the gospel before talk to your church leaders talk to your mentors talk to your family the people who love jesus more than you and just ask them how they share the gospel the best part is is you don't have to wait for someone to give you permission to start sharing and you don't need to do it on your own either like you can do it in your workplace in your classrooms in your family all you have to do is start by asking a question or starting a conversation some practical steps is Um, I'll ask a question like, hey, has anyone told you that Jesus loves you? I know this is a really bold one, but there's also, um, hey, what is your experience with spirituality? Or like, what's your spiritual background? Did you grow up in church? Or have you ever been to church? I'll never forget, like, I was just with my coworker, I work at Target, LOL, and I was talking about how I wasn't sure if I wanted to go to the gym after work or not. And she was like, well, what do you have going on after work? And I was like, oh, I have this worship night for my church. And she was like, oh, I didn't know you go to church. And I was like, yeah boom, perfect segue to be like, have you ever been to church? And then boom, now you're in a spiritual conversation. Even if it's not literally sharing the gospel and them like falling on the floor and giving their lives to Christ, anything is a plus one. Anything is better than nothing. So that is the goal and that is the heart behind evangelism. One last thought that I'll leave you guys with is if you feel like pressure or stress or discouragement from anything that I've said, um, just like shake that off. Like that is not from the Lord. And I am sorry if anything that I said stressed you out or made you feel like, um, yeah, like heaviness because heaviness is not from the Lord. But if you feel a, like a good heaviness, like a, um, like the Lord is burdening your heart for the cause of his gospel, that is from the Lord. Like if you feel like your heart burns for the unbelievers and you just want those who don't know Jesus to know Jesus, that is from the Lord and that's supposed to be encouragement. So don't take that as discouragement. Take it as encouragement. This is meant to be an invitation. I mean, y'all know my heart. Y'all know I'm not trying to pressure you into doing anything, but this is just simply an invitation. I have found more fruit and had more revelation of his love for me when I have shared the gospel with others. I thought that just sitting and talking to Jesus about me all the time would be um, the extent of it and that would be like how I grow most, which yes, that is how I grow a lot. But sharing the gospel stretches you in a way. It allows you to hear the voice of God in a moment. It is just one of the most fruitful things that I've ever done in my life. And I will continue to do it until I die because there are still people in America, America, a free country where the gospel is free and no one is going to get tortured for sharing the gospel. There are still people who don't know it. And so that is up to us. It is a beautiful, beautiful responsibility. And it's a beautiful, beautiful gift that we get to do. We get to share the gospel. I'm going to go ahead and pray us out. Dear Lord, we love you so, so much. I just thank you for encouraging us and, yeah, just giving us a fresh revelation of the importance behind why we share the gospel and how to do it effectively. 
God, I thank you that you are already moving and we just get to come under what you're doing. I thank you that it's not up to us to convince people, but it's just up to us to plant a seed and you are the one who's going to water it. Lord, I thank you that you are already moving on campuses and in the nations and in workplaces, in schools, everywhere, Lord, in households. I thank you that you are already moving and we just get to come under that. So I pray that you would just burn our hearts, Lord, for what breaks yours. Allow us to just have this unrelenting need to share your joy, hope, peace, and love with others. God, that you would give us opportunities, that we would not be scared. I just pray against any fear. I pray against any um, lies from the enemy that might be saying that we're not qualified, we're not capable. Lord, I just I just pray against that. That is not our portion. I bind that and I show it. I throw it straight down to the pit of hell where it belongs. Lord, you have spoken over us and said that we are more than conquerors. And this is a command and a beautiful, beautiful invitation to share your good news, Lord, and to go and make disciples of all nations. So I thank you for this opportunity, God. I thank you. You are so, so good. And I just pray that you would be present with us. I pray that you would minister to our hearts as we minister to others and that we would minister to you as you minister through us, God. We love you so, so much, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys so, so much for listening. As always, if you want updates, you can follow my podcast Instagram, which is at Podcast. You can also follow my main Instagram at KGNipe. Obviously, I said I was going to Bosnia literally tomorrow to share the gospel in a country where, you know, the gospel is not known very well, or even if it is, it's not known in its fullness. And so, yeah, prayers for that. We have a team of 22 college students and two leaders. Um or two or three adult leaders. So I just, yeah, if you guys want to pray for me, that would be awesome. If you have ever been blessed by this podcast, um, one of the best ways that you can bless me back is by reposting, sharing an episode that you like, or um, even supporting this podcast monetarily. There actually is a link in all the podcast descriptions and also in the podcast title description of how to do that. I'm not asking for your money, but um, just saying it is such a beautiful, beautiful gift that I get to do this. And if you feel blessed by it and you want a way to give back that is the way to do it um obviously i always appreciate just prayer and thoughts and um words of affirmation i also take words of affirmation as um currency so yeah i love you guys so much and i just uh hope that this podcast episode blessed you and that you have an amazing week love you so much peace out